Hey, Giant fans, welcome to another edition of the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is Chris Bizignano, the beat writer of the Giant Insider. Well, another week, another loss, <laughs> one in seven. Uh, we're going from irrelevant to oblivion. And it's the same old story every week with the offense. A 37-year-old quarterback looks 37 behind a line that is worse than I thought it was going to be. And hmm. now the question is, will they or will they or when they, right? When will they play him? And first, I guess, will they? But ultimately, when will they play him? And, of course, talking about Kyle Aletta, um, I think it's going to be the Buccaneer game. Chris says it could be the, the 49er game. But, look, we're going to go talk about the game yesterday, and then we're going to get to a ton of Twitter questions, which were – hilarious mm -hmm. and uh, some are well thought out but some are just too funny but <clears throat> you know personally speaking chris as a yeah. giant yankee ranger fan this is pretty much the low the lowest point of my sports life um you however uh have a, a there's a bright side <laughs> in your life and uh, go ahead buddy it's uh the floor is yours to gloat a little bit go ahead <laughs> yes it was a great night in my sports world as the red sox won yet another World Championship, my friend. Yeah, they're up to they're up to nine now, like four in the last fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, somebody who thought would never see one, and now all of a sudden, I'm seeing a lot of them. So uh, yeah, it was a great night last night. Yeah, I mean, so let me just let's put it in perspective. Yeah, in go football, ahead. In football uh, the Eagles won. In baseball, the uh, Red Sox won. I mean, mm -hmm. hockey. Like, are the Flyers going to win it now? I, I just I'm trying to think of. The worst case scenario for me uh, as a sports fan, because I mean, I'm I'm a loser right now. Right, like I, 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 the Yankees are, are good, but you know, from from a championships perspective and uh, just a rooting perspective, this is as low as it gets. But uh, congratulations, Chris! They were uh, the best team all year, pretty much, and and they got it done. And now I'm going to go throw up. But in all, all, right. in all seriousness, thank you very much. By the way, thank you very much. In, in all seriousness. Uh, the game yesterday, the defense, they kept them in it, man. I mean, they I thought they played their asses off. I thought they played a great game. Yeah. Uh, the offense just can't score. They get to the red zone, and uh, they, they can't do anything. And I, I don't know, man. I, I say it every week, but this was really, really the week where I think the fans turned on Eli, man. I, I just think that stadium just was like, you know, just put in Lalette already because even when he had time, um, and I'll let you get into it because you were there and you, you saw it firsthand. I thought even when he had time, can't make the throw down the field, made some dumb decisions, and um, yeah, I, I just I I understand blaming the line because they stink. But there were again, there were times where Manning could do something and uh, he didn't get it done. Yeah, and there was times he took a few sacks that were absolute. You know, absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry. Absolute cover sacks where he right. just basically collapsed in a pocket. I mean, I saw him drop his shoulders and basically, you know, didn't, <laughs> didn't even think about extending a play or looking downfield, even getting rid of the ball. You know, um, he had a rough day. Eli had a couple of nice throws. You know, the the plus zone interception was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, didn't read the safety jumping the route. <clears throat> Um, interception there. Another interception by Swearinger. I, I don't know where he was throwing the ball. He like, seemed like he threw an air ball. Oh, that was just uh, – that, that was – I thought – it looked like he thought mm -hmm. the half was ending 
or the third, whatever. Uh, one, uh, yeah. and he, just, he just threw a Hail Mary, a prayer that had no shot. I mean, Swearinger yeah. waited for that like he was Willie Mays and just sat under yeah. it. That was the easiest yeah, interception I've ever seen a, a safety have. Yeah, and then when he does do a good thing, he lie on fourth down, he finds Evan Ingram and ball goes right through Evan's hands, yeah. you know, as his drop issues continue. Um, and, and, just, and, and with Ingram, I'm tired of hearing about potential and how many weapons this offense has. We say, oh, well, with Beckham and Shepard and Ingram, they're loaded and Barkley. Well, they're not loaded. I mean, they have Odell, they have uh, Barkley, and they have Shepard. And uh, Ingram, uh, he's just not consistent enough to put, to throw in that category right now. No, and, you know, we, we've discussed this before where Ingram's never going to be considered a good tight end until he catches the ball. I mean, he just has too many drops. And you had two more yesterday. The one on fourth down obviously was crucial. And then he had another one after that. And, you know, he just... He just, listen, drops has been an issue with him, um, and it continues to be an issue with him. And the Giants just can't consistently um, put a string of plays together. Um, You know, if it's not – if they make a good play, the next play it's a penalty, right? Yeah. If they uh, they move the ball, uh, it's a key drop. Uh, They move the ball yesterday, key interception. Uh, they just can't, you know, defense plays well the whole game, Jerry, and boom, Peterson pops a 60, whatever it was, 64 yarder to ice yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Defense plays well for three and a half quarters, can't get a stop at the end of the game. It just, this is a unit that just cannot put it all together. Yeah. That's I, why I you won the, the, one, the one play that represented the whole game for me was you have Sterling Shepard streaking down the field pretty much wide open. I mean, he's, he's, I think he's about five yards beyond the defender. Eli mm-hmm. throws the ball. It's underthrown. Now, I know people jumped on Shepard. Ball was underthrown. And then I think it was Stroman who yeah, dove well, at him and ripped yeah. the ball. He made a good play. Now, winning teams make that play no matter what. Winning teams catch that ball, even if the ball's a little underthrown and it's a 50-yard gain or a 40-yard gain or whatever. But losing teams, just that, that's, that's an incomplete pass. It's just that, was, that kind of sums up where we are on offense. Manning finally had some time, threw the ball, again underthrown, should have been caught. Guy made a good play, stripped, incomplete pass. Good teams make that. We don't. We are not a good team. And it's just, like you said, buddy, there's no one that's stepping up to, to kind of take the reins and, and do anything as far as changing the tide of the game. I, I, the, the Ingram drop was so bad because it was right after a very good play on defense where I thought Collins, yeah. had, Collins had his best game of the year, I thought. And he stripped, uh, stripped Peterson of the ball. Vernon picks it up. Brings it back about forty yards or so, and then the the drop to Ingram happened. Yeah, listen, the worst the worst thing about that play is that Ovi couldn't score. Right? It looked like he hadn't run in a year. Like he he took off, and you're like, oh, here we go, and then he just slowed down, and he must have just a quick burst, and that's it. I was shocked that he was caught. Well, you know what? In, um, in fairness to Ovi, that ankle isn't 100 percent yet either, Jerry. Yeah, um, I know. Um, and he's not. Listen, Ovi's not a burn him either. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe he started running out of gas in 20 yards. I have to ask him if I see him tomorrow. But um, the the as soon as Ovi got tackled, pushed out of bounds, I said to myself, "Well, too bad because we're not going to score now." And what happened? We didn't score, right? Yeah. And and Eli interception in the, in the plus area there was inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, you know, Eli gives the answer of, I didn't read it. I have to do a d- better job reading the coverage there. I didn't see the safety, the whole deal. Um, 
you know, 15 year veteran, in my opinion, absolutely and completely inexcusable. Well, I think how after, 15 I think, year. I think after the Vernon play, bud, was the the drop from Ingram. That was the end of that drive. Yeah, no, I'm just going back oh, early yeah, in the yeah, game. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm just yeah, going no, back okay. early in the game about you know not, not executing, not scoring points yep. in the in the red zone, and you know you can't have a 15 year veteran not able to read a coverage and get picked off. And 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 to the scary part, Jerry, DJ Swearinger, <clears throat> who's having a phenomenal year by the way, yeah, talked about it after the game. Said he saw the formation, knew what Odell was going to do, and jumped the route. So to me, that's a little alarming because now, you you know, to me, that's a head coach who's being very predictable with his schemes. OK, uh, so Sherman has to take some of the blame here because when defensive players are saying this and, if, and it's, he's not the only one, the other teams have said it, too. Yeah, that's bad. OK, yeah. that's on the coach, too. You have to come up with better schemes. OK, if you keep running the same thing in the red zone. These guys get paid, too. They study tape, too. And to me, that was alarming. Um, Sherbert talked about it today. He's got to get some, you know, we got to work on our schemes mm. in the bye week. Ugh. Coach, I'm sorry, but it's eight games in. Too late for that. Yeah, one, of the, right? thing, one of the things Sherbert did yesterday, too, again, was he, he went into halftime with two timeouts. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I know the offense yep. wasn't doing well, but, I mean, put up a fight, for God's sake. Like, Shermer's decision-making – has been has left a lot to be desired, and 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 I know Odell's not Plaxico Burris at the, you know, inside the the red zone or the goal line, but why have we not thrown one fade to him at all? I mean, it's just I don't understand why they don't they don't go to their best players. And 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 by the way, yesterday I tweeted, did Eli Manning have Fowler on his fantasy team? Like, what? Why was why did he continue to throw to Fowler? Nothing against well, I... Fowler, but. You have Beckham. You have Shepard. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, yesterday, yesterday was a frustrating game. Yeah, it's been a frustrating year. And, you know, they're clueless in the red zone. Our receivers are not, they're not big guys. So, you know what? You know what? Like you said, throw it up there a few times. First of all, Eli can't throw a fade pass if no, his life depended could, on it. He never could. Okay, he's the most horrific fade pass pass I've ever seen in my life. You saw he tried to throw one yesterday. I think it was the Fowler. <laughs> I think it was the the Fowler, and he, he he gave the receiver no chance whatsoever to come down with it. You know, did his usual pat his chest like that's on me. You know, um, they're not using a tight end inside the twenty. I mean, the biggest guys. You know, on the receiving end is the tight ends, Allison and Ingram, right? And, the receivers. And Allison can catch. Yeah, I mean, you know, just listen. It's it's a whole team effort in this, bud. Where it's Sherma, it's the schemes, it's fair, lack of execution, bad passing. Uh, you know, no running game inside the twenty at all. Uh, and this is why we're one and seven. You know, they can't play the defense the last two weeks. I understand they didn't come up with a big stop in Atlanta, a big play yesterday. But when you give up 23 points on a road and then 20 points yesterday, you should be winning these games, and they're not. Yeah, I don't think I know what else there is to be said, man. Um, it was a frustrating game, uh, the same mistakes they've seen to make all year. The real quick, one more subject, and then I'll, I'll we'll get to the questions because we got a ton of them, and I, I need some I need some levity, I need some humor because mm. uh, after yesterday, man, it's like wow, we're gonna be eliminated before Halloween again. I just I just want meaningful football in December, let alone Thanksgiving, and, and we're going to be eliminated by Halloween, mathematically probably. 
Uh, the screen game. I mean, oh, do, do we just, I, I tweeted that we just tossed the ball to Barkley and tell the kid good luck because there's nothing out there. That's not a screen game. It's just Eli looking at the screen, the screen game for the ones that do it right. The teams that do it right. The Chiefs, the Eagles, they mm-hmm. let the rush come at them. The, the, everyone flies at the quarterback and then the quarterback <laughs> just drops it right over top to the running back who then takes off 10, 20, 30 yards. When we throw a screen pass, we drop back. We look directly at Barkley for the first, you know, three seconds straight and then throw it to him. Everybody's there already. There's no blocking out in front. I mean, it just, it's a smaller aspect of the game, but it's really frustrating. It's so comical, isn't it? Yesterday, I think on the second screen to Barkley yesterday, and of course, it was four defenders in his face. I don't think one offensive lineman kicked out. Um, I actually looked at, it was so comical. I looked at Dave Klein, you know, who's been covering the Giants a long time. And I said to Dave, I said, Dave, is it me? Am I spitballing here? Or are you supposed to get like, you know, two offensive linemen out on the screen? And he just <laughs> laughed. He goes, no, we have a new screen pass called running back for his five defenders. I mean, it's just comical to look at. Just the lack of execution is just unbelievable, Jerry. And I, could, I, I know that this talent, this roster lacks talent, but that's a coaching problem right there. Absolutely. Like anybody says, man. And hey now, Jerry, and now the vultures are out. I mean, they're they're like, can we fire Sherman at the end of the year? I, I, it's not going to happen. But now no. the public is just disgusted with him. Um, yeah, it is. I, I see that. I see that there is a, a you know a faction of people coming in saying they want to show. That's not happening. That's just a lot of frustration. I understand that, but you know, no, no you know, Sherman's not going anywhere. Now, if we're saying, if me and you are having the same conversation. This time next year, it's over. Um, then yes, that it could be a different story. But he, you know, rightfully so, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but the offensive line not getting better at all. Matter of fact, they're regressing. Hmm. Uh, I think Washington only had 14 sacks coming into this game. They did, and then they had seven yesterday. And they tack on seven, and they had ten quarterback hits on Eli. Yeah. So to me, you know, I know it's a lack of talent. But it, to me, it's lack of coaching also because guys are not improving at all. Uh, you know what I mean? They're not improving at all. So yep. everybody's to blame for this one, my friend. Yep. All right, man. Let's uh, let's get to these. We're 15 minutes in, and these questions are going to take anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes because there's a lot of them. They're hilarious. And um, some of them are pretty good. The first one from <laughs> Harper and Goldschmidt at – so I can't pronounce it. Three questions. One, don't congratulate Chris over the tragedy last night. Sorry, but I already did. Uh, <laughs> will Eli retire or will they cut him? And then what are the chances of Obi being traded in the offseason? I'll try this one first. Who, who's the last one, Jerry? Who's the last the one? Trade? What are the chances of Olivier Vernon being traded in the oh, offseason? Okay. Sorry, you said Odell. Okay, go ahead. So I'll, I'll try this first. Will Eli retire or will they cut him? Um, I think they'll cut him. I don't know if he'll retire after that. But I think and, uh, the Giants are going to move on, uh, and, and I don't think they're going to trade him. I don't think anybody wants him. He's not going to waive his no-trade clause. At the end of the year, this will be it for Manning. What he does after that is I, I have no idea if he'll retire or not. I think he should retire. I think he doesn't. He shouldn't tarnish his legacy more than he already has. And what are the chances of Ovi being traded in the offseason? I think if Ovi's tra- not traded by tomorrow, I don't think he's going to be traded in the offseason. I think he'll be here next year. Jerry, I, I don't know how you feel on this. Um, I don't want OV going anywhere. 
Yeah, I like him. Uh, I know a lot of pe- I know a lot of people are, are very down on OV because of the injuries, but you look what he does. Okay, and he's not one hundred percent yet either. All right, right. but uh, trust me, he's not one hundred percent. He's the only one getting you, a pass rush. I mean, Jerry, you look what this guy when he's healthy, what he does. The guy is a solid player. Now you could say he's overpaid. I, I know that. Okay, we know Reese overpaid for him. We understand that. But talking strictly football wise, the guy makes. Plays. He had a couple presses yesterday. Come up with you know with the fumble recovery. The guy, you know, he makes plays. He's a solid edge guy, and you you put him and Lorenzo Carter next year. I like I like it. I like the combination. I I, I don't want Ov going anywhere. Uh, to be honest with you, so I don't yeah. think he's I don't think he's going anywhere. I agree. Uh, Jim Vassell at Jim Vassell TV. Actually, a media guy. He's a cousin of a good friend of mine. Um, okay. Jim actually and I were at the last Super Bowl parade together. Uh, he, he's a he's a media guy in Philly. So Jim, my heart goes out to you, pal. Uh, would the Giants still draft Herbert if basically if Car- Derek Carr was made available to them? Uh, my instinct is yes, they would still. I think they would draft a quarterback, whether it's Herbert or this Daniel Jones from Duke that they seem to to be high on. Uh, I don't think Derek Carr will be the quarterback of the Giants next year. Oh, but the question was if they take Derek Carr, right? Well, think? no. Well, will they still basically would they still draft Herbert if if, if the Carr Giants somehow a, if Derek Carr becomes available to like if would would the Giants take a, a, do a trade for Carr mm-hmm. or if mm-hmm. Carr's how about this if Carr's released and the Giants have a chance to pick him up would mm-hmm. they pick up Carr or would they still draft a young quarterback like Herbert next year? I think they go quarterback in the draft. Yes, I agree. I don't think Derek Carr. I don't know, you know, where this stuff is coming from, but you no, know, I think the Giants are going to go quarterback next year. Might not be Herbert, you know. You know listen, there's three other kids that are coming on. Yeah, Daniel Jones yeah. is one of them, the kid from Duke. Yeah, I, I could, you know, if he was in front of me right now, I can't give it a assessment. Well, he's got, his, but, he's got nothing. But I heard, I, I heard the name, I heard the word Duke, and I shut yeah. it because of Dave Brown. But he's got nothing to work with there, and he's lighting it up. Yeah, so I, yes, I've been reading that too, uh, Jerry. Yeah, um, so there's, but there's a couple other kids too that yeah. that are playing pretty. Pretty good too. So, um, but I, I, I mean, I'm, I would bet my house the Giants are going quarterback. Yep. Uh, next year. Um, our biggest fan, Barb at Florida Graham Five. Adam Schefter floated the idea of the Giants trading a conditional late round draft pick to the Bucks for Jameis Winston. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. There's no way. I mean, adding Jameis Winston to this team, like, yeah. I, no, that's a funny idea from Adam Schefter, but there's no way in hell that will happen. Uh, no, I can't pitch Jamison. I can't pitch a Jamison Odell on the same squad. <laughs> Plus, you know, Jamison, he might lose his job again now uh, in Tampa Bay. He was benched yesterday, and and uh, you know Fitzpatrick might be back, back, back in the, at the helm over there in Tampa. So no, I don't, that I I don't see that happen. I don't know where Adam Schefter got that from, but he's good at him. So I can't, you know, I guess it's bouncing around somewhere. But no, I don't see that happening at all. Here's one. Here's a good one from Matthew Blackberry at Mr. Chris. Uh, I'm sure a lot of questions are coming your way, but my question is, should Shermer let Mike Shula call plays if he isn't doing so already? Can't help but think that with Laletta playing, it will open up the offense just with the ability to have RPOs. I think Shermer calls the plays, right? I I don't know if he's going to hand over the reins to Shula, would he? No, he hasn't given any signal of handling the you know, the play's over. Um, that's a scenario maybe for next year. I mean, yeah. Andy Reid has actually done it in the past yeah. where he felt he had to, you know, step back a little bit. 
and, and you know coach everybody up and they but no I don't you know I, I don't see that coming down the pike at all here's one uh, it's a it's a setup question for us Anthony Delmonico at it's Tony D I'd love to see you on the to talk see you guys talk on the podcast about what gives you the reason to think Shermer is the right guy going forward this is funny forget what he's done in Cleveland he did nothing in Cleveland <laughs> or, or with Keenum in 2017. What's he shown in these eight games? Anthony, he's uh, not done too much. I don't know if he's the right guy going forward. <laughs> the players, here's one thing I'll say. This team, and I, it's very cliche, but this team quit on McAdoo, and they have not mm-hmm. quit on Pat Shermer. They're, they're, they're in every game, which is the frustrating part, which is why it's so hard to watch them lose every week. Because it's not like they're getting blown away. I mean, they're really blown away the only the Eagle game, and they never beat the Eagles. But yeah, I, I think they're in every game. I think they play hard for them. So if there's one thing, that's what I'm semi-positive about. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad that question was sent in because um, I talked to a few guys after the game yesterday. Uh, I asked that, you know, how's this locker room holding up? Yeah, how's you know? How do you feel about the coach? And you know, and, and every—I shouldn't say every—but a few responses were, "No, this is still a tight locker room, and we're playing hard for this guy." Um, no negative feeling, feedback, anything like that. Um, I think they really respect Coach Sherma. Yeah, uh, they like playing for him, and they're still playing. Listen, they're not executing. They're one and seven. I understand that, but I haven't like last year. You just sense guys with. Tank, uh, not tanking. Guys were not playing as hard as they should have been, right? Yeah. <laughs> this year they're playing hard. They're just not good enough, and you know they're not executing. But um, no, you know what? They're still playing. Sherman's got that back, Jerry. Um, he refuses. You know, even now times are tough, and you know he won't throw anybody under the bus, and it yeah. plays like that. You know, so here's an interesting one: Hawk at Hawk rule. And by the way, those of you whose questions we're reading. Go to iTunes, please, if you're using iTunes, and give us a rating and subscribe. We're free. But just give us a rating, please. I mean, we're reading your questions, and we'll continue to do so once a week because these things are hilarious. And, and some of them, like I said, some of them are really good. This one's more, good, yeah. This one's more on the uh, I don't know how to answer this one side. Uh, Hawk at Hawk Rules. This year, the Jets lowered season ticket prices by 11%. Considering the product they are currently providing, should ownership do, the same, do something similar? I'd prefer a winner, of course, but that's not likely. And uh, 3K a year for two seats for two home wins in two seasons gets old. Hawk, I uh, understand where you're coming from, and I believe mm-hmm. that number is 1-800-JOHN-MARA. I, should mm-hmm. they do it? Probably. I, I, I was just saying that PSLs, if you're going to buy PSLs, now's the time to get them on the secondary market. I mean, on eBay, people are they're putting their prices out there, then they're saying, or best offer. I mean, I've been looking myself just to see. You know, just to kind of see if we can get an upgrade as far as uh, upper level to lower level and more tickets. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I think they should lower them. I think uh, they'll at least stay the same. I don't think they'll be increased. But, uh, yeah, I would suggest uh, writing ownership on that one, pal. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, what Mario usually does after seasons like this, he just doesn't get, you know, he just doesn't give it, uh, give it an in- increase. You know, but he's not going to lower them now. <laughs> yep. Um, from Dubs Drivel at, <laughs> at Dubs Drivel. Coach says at nauseam that the O-line needs to play better. At this point, are there any options to shore up the O-line? Uh, no, I don't think there's anyone out there to help right now. We're, we are in this one for eight more games and watching this line struggle, I think. Yeah. Um, actually, 
the uh, upgraded the offensive line. One is playing in Tennessee because Reese wouldn't pull the trigger and move up to get him in Conklin. And one is playing in New Orleans yeah. because Jerry Reese decided not to draft Ryan Ramchek. Yep. And he went with a tight end that wasn't a priority at the time for the Giants. Yeah, and I, I had him taking. So Andrews. there's your upgrade, I had him, I had my him friend. Take, I had him taking Andrews Pete in the in the insider a couple of years back instead of Flowers. That was the guy I said to take, and he's not a, a Pro Bowler, but he's a pretty solid guard, right? Well, guess guess what, Jerry? Andrews Pete is probably going to be a Pro Bowler this year, my yeah, friend. Yeah, right. I mean, some of these are okay. easy. Like when you see a Stanford tackle, it's like that, that just screams easy mm-hmm. pick. I don't know, man. I just 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 quickly on that. Jerry, for one second, yeah. I mean, I'm watching, you know, in between the Red Sox winning another world championship. Um, right, right. It gets old. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's getting old now. Um, I'm watching the Saints and the Vikes last night, and I'm watching, specifically watching Ryan Ramchek, and he's just dominating guys out there. So I said, okay, I've seen like four Saints games this year. Every game he's played really well. Went to PFF, third-ranked tackle. Collinsworth saying last night, the guy's going to be an old pro this year. Not a pro bowler. All pro. And I said to myself, isn't this guy supposed to be wearing a blue uniform? Why is he not wearing a blue uniform? Yeah, and, and we're not Monday morning quarterbacking here. And, and when no, they, no, we call for this. But when they took Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram was third on the list of tight ends that year. It was Najoku and, uh, and Howard. Howard was number one by a mile. And then it was Najoku and Ingram. And I understand why they went tight end because we had – Somebody brought it up before on Twitter. It was a good point. We had Ty and Larry Donnell and just couldn't couldn't get a tight end. Then we drafted Ingram, who's more of a wide receiver than anything else, and now he's a wide receiver who's not catching Jer- the ball. So, Jerry, what was a priority in the 2017 draft? Sure. Line what was it? Yep. You, you answered me. What was it? Yeah, offensive, offensive line. Offensive line, right? Yep. Not a t- I don't care if, if – you know – if Mookie Betts was the tight end on the Giants that year, okay. somebody who's never played the position. Yeah, enough with the Red Sox. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I don't care if it was me or you playing tight end for the Giants in 2017. The priority was to build an offensive line, Yeah. not a tight end with the number one pick. Yep. Okay? Jerry Reese is the sole reason this offensive line is a disaster. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Ignored it for so long, and then when he did make the picks, they were terrible. Or, and or, ruined. Or, or less than av- or below average. Right. Uh, is there anybody left on this roster from Jerry Reese's draft picks in the offensive line? Oh, my God. It's amazing. Anybody? Yeah. No. He ruined Eli Manning's prime years. Ruined them. Because he didn't want to address the offensive line. Or move up and take a Jay Conklin. Or draft a Ryan Ramchek. Okay, the Saints are probably going to go to the Super Bowl this year, or they're going to be playing the Rams in the NFC Championship and, game. And, and the Rams, he didn't even get Whitworth. He had a chance at Whitworth, he, and he said, "I'm going to go with Eric Flowers." What would you? What would you rather have? A younger line, tackle or an older right. one? <laughs> why? And why did he do that? Because he was stubborn and he wanted to prove, "Hey, he's my number one pick." Watch this, folks. He's going to turn out to yeah. be a real good tackle because I drafted him number one. Turned out all right. How did that turn out, Jerry? <laughs> Hey, Answer we, me that. We have an international question. Are, yeah, are, sorry are, about that. We are yeah. world. We are no, buddy. I love it. We are worldwide. Flow at eighteen sixty Scouser. I think that's how you say it. Hello from Germany. Hello. Next game, oh. Eli or Kyle? How to fix O line? More play action, and why is our play calling? All right, you know what? Next game, Eli or Kyle? I, I don't think. Uh, I think uh, I'll answer it real quick. Eli is going to play. I think Eli's going to play against the 49ers. I think the first game Lawletta will play 
uh, will be the Buccaneers because of how bad the defense is, and it's a home game. I could be wrong. I mean, maybe they'll put Lallette out there on Monday night against the 49ers for people to watch. Both teams are, have one win right now. I can't believe that's a Monday night game. But I, I think he's going to play uh, against the Buccaneers. How to fix the O-line, we're kind of getting into that. More play action. Sure, I'd love, the, I'd love play action uh, flow. But when you don't hand the ball off or only hand it off 13 times, you can't perform oh. play action because you're not handing the ball off enough. And, yeah, that's that. I, I got nothing else for flow. Well, when you can't run the ball, play action doesn't fool linebackers either, Jerry. Right. But the game was close, and we handed it off 13 times. I thought that was a little odd. Well, we've been kind of been saying that all year, right? Yep. Close games. Why isn't Saquon getting more touches? Well, because they can't run the ball. Okay. But this is what I've been – you know, what I've been saying all year is this. Saquon is a home run hitter. He might have 13 carries for four, for 25 yards. Guess what? The 14 carry might go for 70. Okay, coach? When you have a home run hitter, okay, give him – the ball. Yeah, I mean, look not at nine, not nine checkdowns. Yep, and and even Peterson was held somewhat in check yesterday. They did a great job at it, Pete. He had 100, and, and, then he, and they broke one for 64. He ended up with 159. So he had a lot of carries. Um, and you know, this is why you keep handing the ball off. He's, and and Barkley has shown he can run between the tackles. This notion of he bounces everything outside just not true. The kid runs between the tackles and he runs. Hard. And how about and how about this? JF, how about this? <laughs> Can we run the ball once when it's third and six when they don't think you're going to run it? You, did you see Sean? Did you see Sean McVay last night? Yeah. Key drive, third and seven. He handed off to Gurley. The Packers didn't know what hit him. Yep. Okay, they didn't know what even happened because nobody runs the ball in 36, 35 anymore. How about that, Coach? Can we fool him? Can we do that once in a while with an explosive back? What do you think? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you're you're comparing him to McVeigh, who's probably the best play caller in the league, right? Oh no, I'm not comparing. I'm just oh, no, saying. No, no, did I'm you saying, see no, what McVeigh did yesterday? It's yeah. a valid point. I mean, yeah. you have a kid who. Oh, there's no comparison right now. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Couple more, a few more questions here. Some of them are repetitive. I just want to read them anyway because these guys are who were nice enough to send in the questions. Mark Fish at HCSIF. Uh, Think Eli will retire at the end of this year. If not, is he? Blah, 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 blah. Do you think he can be competitive if the offensive line was good enough? Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, competitive, yes. But I, I also think that from what I've seen from Manning this year, he needed the absolute perfect situation. And I don't know if that exists anymore in the NFL. So uh, mm-hmm. to answer your question, Mark, I think I don't think he will retire. I think he should, but I think he's a little stubborn. He's going to try to maybe catch on somewhere. Um, and uh, I think he could be adequate quarterback, maybe, if the line is very good, but he's a far cry from what he once was. I'm sorry. Yeah, and there's no question he likes getting released. Yeah. No, uh, no, as, no, a matter no. Of, yeah. as a matter of fact, Jerry, you know, I, I, I was with you. I didn't think Lillette was going to play until maybe the Tampa Bay game, but, you know, looking, reading, looking at Sherman today, looking at his answers – he didn't exactly give, you know, a real endorsement for Eli playing against San Francisco either. Yeah. Um, so I think he's thinking about it. Um, it's not going to help much because the offensive line is so bad. Um, but, you know, there's no question Eli will not be a giant next year. Um, now, whether or not he wants to hook up with another, I'm sure he does. He feels he can still play, and, and God bless him if that's what he feels, you know. But he's going to have to go to a right system. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, he, he very well – May may play against the 49ers. I just I think the smart move since he's been so buried on the on the depth chart is to play him 
against the Bucks. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, if he plays against the Niners, more power to him. Mm-hmm. It'll give, give people a reason to watch. Uh, TJ Toto at TJ Toto. Eli, week 17 in a send-off game. Good idea, bad idea. Uh, I'm not all for that. If Lallet is playing well, you know, giving Eli a swan song, maybe a few snaps, but I, I wouldn't play him the whole game. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Dallas, too. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I can't even think down that way. I know. I know. You know, I guess Eli does maybe get the start. I mean, if he if he's not playing the last three, four games, yeah, I guess he gets, they give him the – the respect, you know, he goes out there, plays against Dallas, knowing it's his last game, and the fans, you know, fans are giving a nice, you know, hand that he, uh, you know, a nice send off that he well deserves. Um, so I guess so. But I, I can't even think that far. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to win, trying to win a game here. You know, it's unbelievable. You sound like Jim Moore. <clears throat> I'm just trying to win a game. <laughs> oh my God! You know, it's so funny. You, know, you remember Brandon London? You know? Yeah. Um. You know, the giant receiver. And he was up in the booth uh, next to me. And we were talking yesterday during the game. And he was, like, just as depressed as, as all of us up there. He's just like, man, we just – and he kept saying – that's, that's what made me think of it, Joe. He, he kept saying it over and over. Brandon kept going, man, we just got to win a game. Right, right. <laughs> we just got to win a game. He kept saying it over and over. It was like, oh, my God, what a depressing feeling. Um, this is a good one. This is a really good question. Sleepy Manny at Manny P 204 would you prefer, assuming there are no franchise prospects, quarterback prospects, in the 2019 draft, and we get a top three pick, we trade back, acquire more picks, or go for the best available player like Nick Bosa? It's not a bad question because the best scenario for the Giants is Lawletta throws for between 250 and 300 the next seven games, and they're like, oh, we did find our quarterback. I don't think it would happen, but say it did, right? Say or say they don't like Herbert, they don't like Jones, and they want to pick, like you said the other night, they have a bridge quarterback, like a Teddy Bridgewater, someone like that for a year. Would it make sense to take Nick Bosa? Yeah, we have no pass rushers. Would it make sense to trade back and acquire more picks? Yes, our roster is depleted. It's a great question. I, I, it's not like out of the realm of possibility that the Giants do that. I, I, I still think if I had to bet all my money, it was going to be on a quarterback going first round. But... If they really didn't like them again, um, like they say they didn't this year, then I don't think I think either scenario is the right move. I Bosa or trade back and acquire picks. Um, listen, Jerry, a few things. I, I'm not quite sold that they didn't like anybody this year. I just think they were all in on Eli. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sold in that. Uh, I, th- I I'll tell you what. I think they liked Mayfield. I think if. I agree. I, I think if Darnold went one, I think the Giants had a decision to make. Um, I think they like Josh Rosen too, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, I actually asked Gettleman about Rosen. Yeah. Um, and I like the the answer he gave me. I got. I had the feeling they liked Rosen too. Yeah. But what what did he say? Um, I asked him a question about Rosen's commitment to football and what he thought of him as a individual. Right. And I could see – and Gettleman's a very straightforward guy. You know, he's not going to – he's not a guy – You cut out there. You said you could see. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, can you hear me now? I'm good? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Oh, okay. Um, Gettleman – I could see that Gettleman really liked him. Right. Because um, he's a straightforward guy, Gettleman. He, yeah. he looks you in the eye and gives you an answer, yeah. you know. Um, and I could tell by the answer he gave me that they liked Rosen. Yeah, and, and real quick for everyone listening, the, Chris Chris is alluding to the fact that, that Rosen 
may not have been able to handle the New York media very well. He was very frustrated mm-hmm. that he got picked after the other quarterbacks. And on draft day, even was saying, I'm tired of all these questions. So that's where Chris mm-hmm. was. That's where you were going. Yeah. And listen, it was, there was things bouncing around about that. His commitment to football, to right, Rosa, right. that he really didn't have a passion for it. Yep. And I did bring that up to Gettleman. Yeah. Um, and, and I could, the feeling I got from Gettleman was that they liked Rosen. Like, I'm not really sold they didn't like any quarterbacks. They were just all in on Eli. And there's no – listen, th- guess what? They're going to like a quarterback next year, Jerry. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> if it's three guys they don't, they're, like, not 100% crazy on, they're going to go to guy, with the guy they're 95% crazy on. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. A quarterback's getting drafted yep. uh, in the next draft. Even if they happen to sign a Bridgewater in the offseason, somebody like that, or, or you make a deal, you know, Foles, which I don't see it happen, or something like that. Oh, God. Uh, I, it, I, I can't look at Foles. I don't care. It, yeah. It, it's I'm like, just giving an example. Yeah, you know, it would be uh, like, as a, as a, it would be like, oh, I can't even think of the scenario. It'd be like mar- um, marrying the woman who used to sleep with your brother or something. Oh, my God. Well, I just, I can't. <laughs> you are know insane. Oh, I just couldn't, like, full. <laughs> Foles, man, and I don't have any Not brothers, so Jerry, I never had to worry about that. But my God, if Foles was on the Giants, I think I'd boo him every week. Yeah, until he wins a game for you. Then for what no, he but, did uh, to us. Uh, I, um, anyway, listen, uh, you know, so I, I understand about you know moving back. That's if you know we had our quarterback on the roster. I don't believe we do have a quarterback on the roster. Kyle Oletta will. <laughs> Would basically have to look like you know he would have to look phenomenal when he finally gets in, you know, to even get to even have that scenario. And I don't think it's happening. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's a good segue to the last question uh, from Vince Bucciolato at V at Vbook eight ten. When Shermer comes to his senses and plays Laletta, what are the odds he can do anything to change their plans for next year? Zero, or when hell freezes over? Go ahead, buddy. You're wrong with that one. There's, uh, there's zero chance of them changing, you know, draft. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Joe. What was the question? The chance of them what? Not drafted a quarterback? Yeah, like, what, what, I guess if Loletta plays really well, was what I was, what I was saying before. If right. Loletta plays really well, like, what, yeah, what are the he, chances that he would? Yeah. What are the chances yeah, he that they would, don't go he, quarterback next year? Uh, the, listen, he, he would have to play like we just talked about. He would have to play. I mean, unbelievable where you look at him and say, okay, this kid is the future. You know, um, I don't see that happening at all. Uh, but I guess time will tell with Kyle. But behind this offensive line, I'm sorry. Just don't see it happening. And I don't think because he's a little more mobile, a lot more mobile than Eli, that's going to be the, the answer to the <laughs> to the Giants' offensive woes. It's not, folks. All it's going to be is probably Lillard getting killed. Because he's going to be running more, getting out of the pocket, and he's going to get lane basted in a flat or something, you know, while trying to run for a first down. Okay, a mobile quarterback is not the answer. Offensive lineman, that's the answer. I agree with you, but I, I also want to see what a I also want to see what a mobile quarterback can do, right? Like, I, yeah, fair like, enough. Yeah, like a guy yesterday when Manning took some of those sacks, where I mean, he just. Literally shuffled his feet, looked at the people, and looked at the guys yeah, rushing well, at him. That's a whole other issue. And yeah. just got crushed. Yeah. I, I'd like to well, see. I agree with you. It's the it's the line, but I would like to see what a mobile quarterback can do. Yeah, no question, Jerry. He, he could obviously could extend some plays, run for some first downs. You know, maybe do some things on bootlegs. But there is, you know, there's a certain, you know, Jerry. There's there's a, there's a certain part of the fan base that believes 
a mobile quarterback is the answer to the Giants' problems. It's not. All right? If you can't, if you don't have people blocking up front for these guys, all a mobile quarterback is gonna all it's gonna happen is gonna be in traction in about four weeks. <laughs> and if, if it happens to Aaron Rodgers every year, it happens to these guys. Yeah. Okay, I understand that a mobile quarterback could extend some plays and maybe get a few more first downs and do some more bootlegs, but it's not the answer to the Giants' offensive problems. The guys up front is the answer, okay? A mobile quarterback is not the answer. Don't think like when Leonard gets in there, we're going to go, you know, we're going to go and we're going to go down to Washington and we're going to go to Philly in a few weeks and boom, we're going to win a 35-27 game. Not Happening. Yeah. <clears throat> One more. Um, I'm asking it because a lot of people are asking it. And I, I don't know the situation with this young man, but uh, the, the quarterback from Alabama seems to be the one that everyone says that's the special one. That's the kid you want. He can't come out next year, right? Uh, no, he's a sophomore. He's got one more year in college. Right. So no matter what, everybody's asking about him. I'm like, he's a sophomore. I don't think they no, he's not a red shirt. He's not a red shirt right. sophomore. He's okay. a true sophomore. Yeah, so they've yeah. Ch- they haven't changed the rules or anything. So, yeah, a lot of people right. are asking about it. I, I I didn't know what the situation was there. You know, Jerry, you know what it is? In all fairness to everybody, you know, when they hear sophomore, usually in college, it's a red shirt sophomore. Right, right, you know? right. Uh, but, no, he's a true sophomore, too. Uh, he has another year left in Alabama. All right, buddy. Excellent job once again. Um, we will we'll still have a podcast Friday. Maybe we'll delve deeper into the Redskins or the, well, the, the future. Maybe there'll be a trade tomorrow. We'll talk about something. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, and then we'll do our picks for the weekend. Uh, can I, and the good yeah, news, Jerry, can I ask you one second? Yeah, real quick, the good news is next weekend the Giants can't ruin my Sunday. But go ahead, buddy. Sorry. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, the trade deadline's tomorrow. Um, what, where is this Landon Collins thing? I know, I, know that, I know some teams have supposedly reached out. I mean, well, you know, I don't think Landon Collins is going anywhere. I mean, unless somebody comes up with a number one, right? right I, mean, I, I think it would take a first right now. I think yeah, they, Landon I, Collins is going to be a giant. I, yeah. I, I see Landon, you know, for the next four years as a giant. He's a young yeah, player too. He's a twenty. He's only twenty-four, I think, and, and he's a, yeah. a two-time Pro Bowler. And yeah, yesterday he played a great game, and he's had a weird season, but he's a very good player. And if you, if you just if you could just put him with like a ball hawk, not even a I mean, Curtis Riley, God bless him, but he takes the worst angles on, on everything. He takes the worst angles on tackles, on balls in the air. Just mm. give him, put him next to a ball hawk, which is what we thought we, what we thought we were getting with Darian Thompson. I yeah. would love to see him with somebody who can, who's more rangy so that Collins can play closer to the line and just almost be that hybrid between linebacker and, and safety. But, yeah, I agree, man. I don't think he's going anywhere. Unless a team says, here's a one. And that's not happening. You know, so, I mean, you know, listen, only, only move that I expect tomorrow – you know, is maybe Janoris Jenkins supposedly to steal is a hot on Janoris. Um, yeah, I would so, imagine the Giants are asking for a third there. Oh, I don't think there's any question. They, they need a third-round pick. And listen, you know, Janoris is still a pretty solid corner. I mean, he's not having the best of years, but he's still a solid corner. Yeah. You know, he, he's still a pretty good corner. You know, so, you know, you got to, you know, you have to get some. I don't think Gettleman will just give like a, get a five for him, but I could be wrong. We'll see. I guess we'll see by this time tomorrow night. All right, buddy. Excellent work. All right, everybody, be sure to order your copy of the Giant Insider newspaper. Go to www.giantinsider.com. We printed last night the newest editions out. Or visit magsha.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. Yearly subscriptions are 40 bucks for paper copies, and the digital version is only $17 for a yearly subscription. 14 issues per year, as we're bi-weekly during the season and monthly in the off-season. The next podcast will be Friday night at 8 p.m., like I just said, November 2nd. Thanks for listening to the Giant Insider. I'm Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano, a champion, Chris Bizignano, in, in, in baseball. <laughs> okay. 
And remember, guys, <laughs> Sundays are giant days, but they cannot ruin it this Sunday. We are off this Sunday. Thank the Lord. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody.